The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and my producer, Taylor. I have actually something to say. Happy Thanksgiving, I believe. Is it because it's <gasps> yes. Thursday, Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'm actually curious to know how many people listen to this who aren't living in the U.S., I actually know quite a few because for the merch for this podcast, unfortunately, I've really tried. It's just so out of my control. International shipping is um, very expensive and people have been complaining a lot. And listen, I'm trying my best. I'm still actively working on it. I'm really, really sorry. I genuinely am. I wish that I had more control. Yeah. Shipping overseas is expensive and it has nothing to do with us because... I, I, I'm a record collector and I sell, I sell vinyl every once in a while when I don't listen to something. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone buys it from overseas, they, they always go, what's the least expensive shipping? It's always like around, I want to say about $30 or like 20 to $30, yeah. like the cheapest shipping possible. And there's nothing I can do about it. It sucks, but. Trying our best, you know. Happy holidays, everyone. I have really been, you know, the holiday season for me realistically starts at Midnight on November 1st. Um, My tree's been up since then. I know it's Thanksgiving. Um, I am one of those Christmas people. Like this week, I went to a a Friendsgiving and I posted saying it was Friendsmas. It was really embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, It's really okay. But I'm just really happy about the whole holiday season. As you guys are listening to this, if you're listening to this when it's originally posted, I am in Texas, the great land of Texas beautiful, relaxing, just enjoying a great start to the holiday season with my family. I've got a good question. So it being Thanksgiving today, and I know that you said, I believe Quentin's with you currently in Texas. So here's a question. Is Quentin a good cook? And if he is, is he cooking something for Thanksgiving or is he merely coming along for the ride and enjoying everyone else's food? No, Quentin is annoyingly really good at everything. Like he is genuinely one of those people and it's honestly annoying. Um, He is good at cooking. The really weird thing about me this year, I'm like looking back as I was uh, getting ready for my like what I learned in 2019, how I changed like podcasts, whatever, the ones that everyone loves. And I was thinking about this this time a year ago. I refused to cook. And I was one of those people who was like, oh, like I was never going to be like the cook or anything like that. Not even in a gender role thing, just in the sense of I was like, absolutely not. And now I love cooking. So we actually had this conversation recently and he's like, it's not that I don't like cooking. I just am very like controlling, I think. And so I really like to cook, but my stepfather is basically a chef. So there's not really much that we're even able to cook. You know what? Maybe I get this from my parents because they're very like my mom's not she doesn't cook like I mean, I actually she does cook a lot now that she's like very on her health grind. But yeah, my parents are very like stay out of the kitchen. My stepdad is doing marinating and whatever all of the food for like 24 hours before that or the meat or I honestly don't even know the terminology that shows how much I know. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're going my parents are divorced. So we're doing like breakfast with my dad out at some probably like nice hotel in Dallas or something. And then we're going to do Thanksgiving with my mom's side at night. And yeah, they're kind of controlling in the kitchen. So I'm not really sure if we're actually going to cook. Hmm. I, I think I was always curious about if, because with Thanksgiving, you either have the families where one person does almost everything yeah. or you have it where kind of every, it's a team effort. No, my family is more so like one person kind of does everything mostly because my stepdad just really loves cooking and it's like his thing, you know? It's, it, it is funny though for Thanksgiving. I have been to other people's 
you know, stop by their friends' houses and stuff. And there's, there are, every once in a while, you come across the one family where everybody's just horrible at cooking and the food is just disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, if, if anyone's experiencing that, I apologize. I'm so sorry, everyone. But I'm really excited for the holiday season. Um, In 2020, also, Taylor, this is my new thing. I really feel like this sounds awful but I feel like I'm gonna become like a horse girl I don't mean like the middle school horse girl in elementary school like that everyone was like what like that was never me but I'm talking like off-duty model they ride horses in Malibu kind of thing I actually just booked my first session in Malibu on December 13th Friday the 13th so hopefully nothing goes wrong updates to come people but I'm looking into new hobbies and the only 10-year plan I really have is to live in Malibu live a peaceful kind of just be one of those really relaxing, healthy, wellness, whatever people who rides horses. So we'll see how that goes. I could hate it. Who knows? Updates to come, you know? I knew a horse girl when I was in, I want to say seventh grade. And I know what you're talking about when you said yeah. the horse girl. They had. I, I'm fairly certain that she might have had plastic horses that she brought even to <laughs> high school, which sounds a little aggressive, but she was definitely falls in that category of, of the horse girl where it's, that's, everything like horse t-shirts and then yes it's i don't know i i I personally don't i think i've rid a horse one time so i don't know much about horses but again just don't become the crazy horse woman just like the cat crazy cat lady yeah i will say like horse girls in middle school and elementary school definitely very aggressive and definitely very dedicated because you knew a horse girl just by glancing at her because odds are she's either wearing like something with a horse on it, Karen, honestly, I know you're talking about the plastic horses. It is a little bit aggressive. Um, so that's not really kind of the direction that I see myself going in as far as becoming a horse girl. I more so see the whole like, you know, like Bella Hadid horse girl type thing. So that's kind of my new hobby that I'm hoping to pick up in 2020. But guys, it's also a very, very exciting time because December 1st is not even just right around the corner. It is actually on Sunday as we are listening to this which is very exciting because two very, very exciting things are happening. The first being that Vlogmas starts on December 1st. If you guys don't know, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Kenzie Elizabeth. That's actually where I started. And I know there's a lot of you guys who don't watch my channel, which is fine. But if you guys wanted to, this would be the time because I will be recording. Um, by recording, I mean filming every single day for the month of December and uploading every single day. So much new content, lots of holiday gift guides, lots of vlogs, lots of festive things. It's my favorite time of year on my channel. And I'm really upping my game because I even, I hired someone to make me a new channel channel, two people actually, to make me a new channel intro, a new banner. We're really just taking things to the next level this year for Vlogmas. So be sure to check that out. The second thing will be even more exciting um, for the podcast listeners, but we have a new merch drop. So we have a bunch of new stuff coming out. I mean, it's really like new colors and I don't know. I love the stuff. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. I'm actually shooting it this afternoon as we're recording this intro. Um, there'll be photos everywhere. It'll be available for purchase only for the month of December. I really like just doing kind of limited edition launches. You buy it at that drop. And then yeah, after the month of December, you guys won't be able to get it anymore. So if you guys once um pick it up for yourself or ask for it for christmas get it for your friend as a gift it's really really cute we have some hoodies it's like iosm and collegiate font um i'm not really good at describing things so again it's in the facebook group it's in the show notes you guys can just click 
click the link. You guys, it's actually available on Amazon, which is really helpful. It's like the easiest thing to check out on. I'm sure most of you guys are Prime members as is. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I've been wearing it around town. My friends are obsessed with it. They've actually been ordering it because I have a link to like purchase things early and they have all been buying it. So that's how you know it's good because my friends are actually going out and purchasing it themselves and it's very soft. And my boyfriend legitimately lives in one of the like three hoodies that he has from the line. So hope you guys enjoy. We've been working on this for the past few months. And again, it's only available for the month of December. So be sure to go pick some stuff up. I'm still waiting for mine. I know. Well, you need to send me what you want. I like the 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 black one with the, what is it like that? The green? Cool, yeah, the cool green. Okay, cool. Yeah, see, I live in my stuff. Quentin actually like legit, he wears it way more than I do. It's really soft. Like all my friends who have it are like, it's actually so, so, so soft. So I'm the biggest fan, really love it. But anyways, today's episode is, um, it's a big one. It's one that has been very, very, very highly, like highly requested. I almost said highly aggressive, I guess both. Um, It's all about hustle culture. As Taylor and I have expressed, we are two people who are of the anti-hustle culture opinion. I agree completely. And I'm curious to see, you know what would be interesting? This is what you should do in the secret Facebook group. If you were pro, if you were pro hustle culture, and then you listen to this episode and you have somewhat of a shifting opinion, I would like to hear, and I'm curious to see if, if you've somehow shifted your opinion on it. Yeah. I think that a lot of people are, pro hustle culture because of who they follow on Instagram and they think that you it's like oh I'll sleep when I'm dead kind of thing and then I don't really think that you can listen to like an anti-hustle culture opinion because it's not about it's not about being lazy and not like going after your goals and like what you want it's more so just like doing that in a healthy way that like creates longevity and also doesn't make you burn out and like a really boring one-dimensional person. So yeah, I would be interested to hear the opposing side. If you guys have um, a different stance on this, please share it in the secret Facebook group. I would love to hear it. But I kind of go through points on why I'm against it um, and also like kind of like my story with it. And then also some practical steps at the end to help everyone. But I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. You guys have requested this so much because I mentioned it a billion times. Um, I've also been reading this book, To Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. Um, I think I, I actually definitely mentioned that in the episode. But I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let me know what you guys think in the secret Facebook group and on the Instagram. Happy Thanksgiving and let's get into the episode. Okay, guys, really quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about Vistaprint. Vistaprint will be your best friend this holiday season. I actually made an order on Vistaprint earlier this week, having no idea that I was even doing a read for them this week. So this is very, very exciting. So Vistaprint, well, you can literally do anything on Vistaprint. Like, it's just absolutely incredible. I love branding. I love things being cohesive. I find that Vistaprint really allows me to do both of those things. But what's really, really cool, especially at this time of year, is that Vistaprint has holiday cards slash calendars. If you're sending out holiday cards, Vistaprint is perfect for you. And if you're looking for gifts for basically anyone in your life, you can go a holiday calendar. I think those are really fun. I, as we've established, really feel like I just have the gift of 
of giving. There is just no one who gives better gifts than me. I will not be humble about it. It's just, it is 100% my biggest talent. Vista Prince has hundreds of card designs from timeless classics to fun new trends. They also have custom calendars for gifts that keep giving all year round. All custom cards and calendars are up to 50% off right now. You can upload your favorite photos right from your phone and save on mugs, canvases, and other photo gifts. Funny enough, I actually ordered a mug this morning for a friend as well off Vista Prints. So your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or they'll make it right either by reprinting your order or offering a refund. So this holiday season, make it even more merry at Visit... Oh my gosh. So this holiday season, make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code I love you 50. Again, that is vistaprint.com, promo code I love you 50. The offer expires January 5th. So as you guys can tell, I'm very passionate about gift giving, gift guides, all of these things. This is the way to go. I love a good personal gift. I love some good holiday cards. And if any of you guys um, get holiday cards made off Vistaprint, I'm expecting to receive one in the mail. Anyways, again, that is just vistaprint.com code I love you 50. So with that being said, happy holidays, everyone. And let's get back into the episode. Hey, this is Alexis Haynes. Join me every Monday for a new episode of my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Whether you're on the road to recovery, seeking self-care techniques for surviving the capitalist machine, or just need a moment to remember that you're not alone in your loneliness, I'm here to deliver intimate conversations and expert insights to empower you on the road towards authentic wellness. So are you ready to recover from reality? All right, everyone, today we are going to be talking about something that I'm pretty passionate about. I don't want to say I'm passionate about, like, and come off as, like, really aggressive, but I feel like morally, this is just where I land, and it's anti-hustle culture, and why I think it's kind of dumb, um, and how to overcome it. Basically, that will be this episode. I have some points. I'm going to try to make this not super rambly and crazy and kind of, like, jumbled, I tried my best to kind of organize my thoughts and what I have to say on this topic. I feel like I've talked about this so many other times in this podcast episode. I I really do just care so much about it because it has a lot to do with like my story, basically. I've talked about this so many times in the podcast. So if you've heard this before, I'm really not trying to bore you. I'll do this in 30 seconds. But I used to have more of like an issue with working and I really was, I cared way more about kind of like what I did than who I was. And I found my identity and how hard I could work, not from like the numbers on a screen, but by how much I could do and how much I could work, which one is not even really that efficient. And two, it's just not good. It's not healthy. I think there's just so much more to life than what you do. I think who you are matters so much more. And I think that there are ways to do really cool things and work really hard and achieve honestly, like more quote unquote success than by kind of falling into hustle culture and thinking that you have to do this and have to do that. Don't get me wrong. I like love working. Honestly, it's my favorite thing to do. Like I love filming videos. I love thinking of concepts. I love talking to brands. I love like pitching things. Like I love, I'm constantly thinking I'm very business minded. So I'm constantly thinking in a business way, but I think kind of taking steps back and being like, this is who I am outside of what I do, because I think what you do is kind of like fleeting And the sense of like, 
I mean, even if you work the same job for 20 years, I think maybe more so in my case, it's fleeting, not in the sense of like, I think this is all going to crash and burn, but just in the way of like things change and evolve all the time. And like, if my foundation is on what I do, that's really risky. So this is kind of my thoughts on like anti-hustle culture, the things that I just don't think are the best, um, just kind of how to overcome it. And yeah, so again, I love working. I really, really love it. I don't like hustle culture because I feel like people's identities are now in what they do and not who they are. And I think that's really bad. I think it's really boring and it's kind of annoying. I think we're also just trying to outdo each other with our to-do lists and like how busy we are. And it's like, oh, no one can be busier than me. And like, I feel like there's a lot of guilt associated with rest and taking days off as well now because of this. And I think that we're meant to rest. I think it's so important. I think work smarter, not harder. Just use your time wisely. Like what I kind of live by is it's like when I'm working, I'm working and I'm going to be 100% there and be as efficient as possible and do everything that I want to do. But also when I'm with my friends, I'm going to be present with my friends. When I'm with my family, I'm going to be present with my family. I'm going to always prioritize my health. So I'm always going to work out. I think working out also is like an hour of the day where you're like literally forced to be off your phone and forced to not work. So I think that's been something that's been really helpful for me. I also think the concept of having a perfect balance, that's not what I'm promoting here because I don't really think balance exists. And I think you can chase after something that you're never going to perfect. And I think that's kind of life anyways. But I think instead of balance, it's a lot more about reprioritizing and like what you prioritize at certain times. Like for instance, right now with my job, like school is also a very big priority and my friends are a priority and like my relationship is a priority. But a year from now, like school won't be a priority anymore because I won't have it. So I'll be able to like kind of reprioritize my life. With that being said, things that I always prioritize are my health, like mental, emotional, spiritual. So if that's working out, if that's like I'm constantly like reading, I'm constantly like taking care of myself. It's really important to me to like be serving in my like local church. Like that's a huge thing. Just things like that. Like those will always be my friends and my family will always be a priority. I care so much about the relationships in my life because I find that those are like what is the most fulfilling. Another thing that's always been a priority will be like generosity, whether that's like, we always talk about this as like time, talent, treasure. So whether I'm like giving my money or giving my time or giving um, like my talent, like my gifting, I know I'm really good at business. So I'm, I honestly like, something that's really important to me is like helping other people with like just random business stuff to like what I am able to help them with. Just things like that. But obviously like at different times in life, like I don't have kids, I'm not married. So like those are not priorities. So I feel like just as I get older and just honestly, like every three months, I think it's kind of good to check yourself and be like, okay, what are my priorities right now? How do I reprioritize this to where things fit better? And like, what am I doing right now? So I think it's important. I get a lot of questions on like knowing when to prioritize yourself. I feel like that's kind of a trick question. I feel like everything that you do, especially in giving, just should be like out of the overflow. So I think, and I don't mean like, I, I don't necessarily be like, you come first in your life and nothing else matters besides yourself. Like, that's just not me. That's not my heart. But I think in the sense of working and like what I do, like you can only give what you have. So if I don't have something to give, like I'm not good for anything. I know like if I'm not eating right, which I've not been eating amazing lately, but if I'm not eating right, if I'm not working out, if I'm not constantly like reading and like in like doing the things that I know make me the best, then I'm not going to be able to do as well in work. I'm not going to be able to be as good of a friend. I'm not going to be able to do all of that. So I think it's just like, you should always make sure that you are like keeping yourself right in order to do your life better, basically. And obviously, I'm no one is perfect at this. And there are going to be times where you're like, okay, I'm going to like 
die. I don't know what to do. Like I'm going crazy. And I think it's important to be able to like recognize that and take a step back and just kind of, I encourage you to take, like make a list of three things that make you feel more like yourself or three things that are just good for you and like rest for your soul. Like for instance, I talk about this all the time, but like working out, is like a really big thing for me. That makes me feel better. Getting coffee with a friend who like knows me really well and can kind of like speak more life into me. That's really important. And then like a third thing would be like, I love Malibu. Going to Malibu like really like refreshes me. So just things like that. I have like a list of things like if I'm not feeling myself, then I'll just go do. So also something else that I think is a little bit odd. I'm really not into the whole like self-made thing either. I think it's kind of weird. I would never want to be self-made. Like, I feel like you're always better. Like people are better together. And I think it's such an interesting concept because it's like, yeah, technically all this stuff is like Kinsey Elizabeth. That is me. But like now I have a team of people that I work with. So that's one thing. And then two, like even before that, like my friends, like my best friends, even to this day, like helped me film my videos in high school. My, even the support, even if they weren't helping me, like the support and like the emotional support and like, who I am today is has so much to do with the people that have been around me and my friends and my family who have supported me and everything. And so I think the whole concept of like being self-made is just kind of odd because I'm like, I feel like, and some people I think are, like they really don't have that team of people behind them. And like, I like that really sucks. Like I hate that for people. I think like being low, like, I don't know. I just, I hate that for people. But I just think the whole like self-made thing while we're on it is a little bit odd too. And it's just not really like where I land necessarily like I I would never say that I'm self-made where I feel like a lot of people are really for that and like that's great just not really where I land you know that's my new thing that I'm gonna start saying it's not really where I land because no one can like be mad at you you know okay so the first point that I have I think hustle culture is really boring it's unhealthy and it leaves you as like a one-dimensional person I think two people who are working out of like striving and by that I mean like you know when someone is just trying like too hard with something and they're like holding something so tightly to the point where they're suffocating it and they just kind of like lose themselves to like the job or to like the work or to like what they first loved and what they first like were passionate about or whatever I think it's just so boring it leaves you as a one-dimensional person if you only have if you're only able to talk about work and I think in LA too, like the first thing people ask you, it's like, oh, what do you do? Which I don't think that's necessarily like the worst thing ever. I personally decide the question because I don't want to explain that I like make YouTube videos. But I think I don't want to say even that it like says something about the hearts because I think that's just how it is here. And I think a lot of the time the intentions are good. Like just wanting to know what you're passionate about, what you're into and stuff. But I think like the first thing people ask you, it's like, what do you do? I think it's kind of like people are so programmed to like their identities are literally in their accomplishments and like what they do. And I think, you know, I'm reading this book, The Hell with the Hustle by Jefferson Bethke. It's so good. I would love to have him on this podcast, but it's just crazy. Like he talks about how before, like it, having your job, like your career be your identity is a relatively new thing. Before you were like your own person, you were a whole person. And then you also had a job. And now it's like, oh, this is who I am. I'm a like a CEO. I'm a whatever. And it's like, that's really great. I think those are all amazing things. And like, I'm not saying to be lazy, but I think there are times when we're striving and we just become so boring that our work gets boring. Our work is not the best that it could be. And we're just holding too tightly onto something. And if you don't get something room to breathe, that it's not going to grow. So I think as you're holding on to something, you're shrinking it when you think that like, you're so focused on like, how can I grow this? How can I make this better? How can I do this? Like, 
it's so crazy. My pastor actually talks about this a lot. He's like, it's our job to like sow the seed. It's God's job to grow. And like with whatever you believe, like I don't mean that again in the sense of being lazy. It's just like, I think it's important to give things time to breathe and to not suffocate them. I think you just aren't, you're just not giving your gift room essentially. And it's like, you, it won't breathe. It won't grow. It's like God works in the midnight hour, like that sort of saying. It's like, so don't hold on to anything so tightly. It's like, do the work that you can do and then watch it grow from there. And this is something I always say that like has actually gotten me in trouble. <laughs> not in trouble, but now I'm like, when it actually happens, you're like, oh, cause you don't think it's gonna happen that way. But I'm like, I want like the only explanation of my life to be like, wow, like it's God, like the only explanation in the sense of like, I couldn't have gotten myself there or I couldn't have gotten myself there on my own. I think that's so important. And it's like, I want to work as hard as I possibly can, but I also want like my life to be even crazier. And like, I want to be in places or doing things that like I could not have gotten myself to on my own. And I think it's really important to just like, in order to do that, I think you have to give your craft, your job, your gift, like room to breathe with whatever you believe. Like, I think it's just giving that the room to breathe and giving it like, don't be married to your first idea. This is one of like my biggest things I've talked about on this podcast. But I think in the sense of like, you don't have to be stuck to your first idea. A lot of the time, like one idea will get you to the next idea or the next job or the next career. And then you end up doing something that you never would have imagined, but it's something that you love and fulfills you more than anything. I think it's like being open-minded and seeing where things take you. I think that's so important. Also, you're on the track to burnout. I am so over talking about burnout on this podcast, but I think burnout is a real thing. I think you just overwork yourself and then you end up with nothing. I think this is kind of what I was saying when it's like, when you are, when you have nothing to give and like, you are just kind of like your gas tank is on empty. You're good for nothing at that point. Like you get to the point where you've been working so hard and going so crazy and not taking care of yourself that you end up having to take like four days off work because you just can't do it. And then in turn, you're actually behind on work. And I think if you just take the time to take care of yourself and to really watch your work habits and to also kind of adjust your work habits into being as like efficient as possible um, in the time that you are working. I think that's really important. Also, it's just really important to keep in mind, like your work is not going to be excellent. If you are constantly working, like obviously you're going to go a little bit crazy. Your work isn't going to be excellent. You maybe won't even be able to notice things. Or I think even more than that though, like if you don't give yourself some space from work and time to think on your own. Like you're not really going to come up with fresh new ideas. I think it's so important to give yourself a break. I think rest is so important. And I think that's where a lot of like the best ideas are like birthed from. And I don't mean to like take the day off, go to Malibu and think of like business ideas or take the day off and like go on a road trip or even just go to your favorite cafe. I mean like to like truly rest and kind of like refresh your soul. And then the next day, like you're more on it. You're more recharged. You are able to work better. I think you're in a better headspace to where you actually end up getting more stuff done than if you were to just keep working nonstop. All right, everyone, very quickly, I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that is very exciting, Zola, which is a new sponsor of the podcast. Zola is the wedding company that will do anything for love. So basically, they're reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to help make the happiest moments in couples' lives even happier. I know so many of you guys are probably getting engaged because I feel like the holiday time is really engagement season. I also know this because in the secret Facebook group, I see engagement posts 
all the time. So congrats to all of you. I feel like this is going to be something that you guys will love. I know absolutely nothing about like weddings and planning a wedding. And that just sounds like a lot of work to me. So I love Zola because it really is just taking the stress out of wedding planning with free wedding websites. And they have the easiest wedding registry, which is amazing because like gifts and stuff, you know, I personally like having everything together. So I think it's really easy to be able to manage everything online and in one place. So you can start with a free wedding website. Something that I specifically love is that you can use the FAQ section that helps like address the awkward questions. Like, are kids invited? Do I have a plus one? The plus one question is always very awkward. So it's really nice to just have that right there on the wedding website. My personal favorite of everything is gifts. Actually not receiving gifts. I'm not the best at that, but giving gifts. So as someone who's attending weddings, I really appreciate this, but you can have your wedding registry and they have so many brands. It's super, super easy to make. And so I'm really into a bunch of kitchen supplies and kitchenware. And I've really been educating myself on this and looking at like making a registry on there. They have all the great brands that I love. They have KitchenAid, Cuisinart, just like a bunch of things that I don't even know how to pronounce because they're very nice. Also on the website, you guys can add photos, stories about how you two met, accommodations info, and even local recs for out-of-towners. So if you guys are engaged, if you're about to get engaged, if you know someone who's getting engaged or is engaged, um, you guys can build your free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry. So go to Zola.com slash I love you and get started today. Again, that is Zola, which is just Z-O-L-A.com slash I love you. That is a free wedding website on Zola and $50 towards your registry, guys. Anyways, hope you guys are enjoying the episode and let's get back into it. I think we also weren't designed to just work. I think it's such a weird thing. And like, this is something, I think I'm just really passionate about this. I also, I recognize how maybe at times my like social media can come off. I think I need to do a better job of posting about rest because I don't necessarily post about rest because like posting is is like a part of my job. It's a part of like, maybe it's like 5% of my job, but posting on like Instagram at least is a part of my job. So when I'm resting, I'm not really thinking to like take a photo to post, you know what I'm saying? So I think I really do want to get better about posting about that and just talking about it a little bit more because I don't want anyone to like look at my page and think like, oh, you have to, in order to get here and do this, like you have to like really like burn yourself out and do this. And it's like work matters more than anything and whatever. And it's like, well, I do think work really matters. And it's a thing. It's again, it's like a priority thing. Like in your twenties, if you really want to do something and get somewhere, like now is kind of the time to try out a bunch of things. Not that you can't later, but it's like, you know, you're not married typically. You don't have kids at that time. So like, obviously you have less to prioritize. So I get that. But I think also people kind of see through it. And I think about friends that I have that I just like, don't even really want to be around anymore that I never would have thought that just because I'm so like tired of this like striving, overworking, busy, like competitive nature. Like it's just not me. I don't really love it. I love working. I love like being efficient with my time, but I also like love my friends. I love my family. I love like being my own person and having my own ideals on things that like don't have anything to do with what I'm doing or work or anything. Like I want to be more invested into like LA and like what I can do for this city. I want to be more invested in like my friends' lives and like their careers and like how I can help them or like their relationships or like my, like just like anything. I want to be invested into anything outside of work. I think again, it like goes back to being a very one-dimensional person when all you have to talk about and think about is your work or something related to work or whatever. Just not really 
not really where I land people. <laughs> I think I also hope like all of you love what you do. But I, even more than that, I hope that like you're fulfilled. You're more fulfilled than just loving your job. I think too, when it comes to the whole like self-made thing, it's kind of just like, what's the point if we have no one to share this with? Like, what's the point if like, yes, you finally get to the top and you finally get to like this big goal that you had and stuff. And then you look around and no one's there. And it's because you like weren't prioritizing friendships. You weren't prioritizing relationships. Like I think back to the first year, probably year and a half, maybe year that I was in LA and the friendships that I had, um, like 90% of the friendships that I had were just pretty shallow. Like it was like, oh, we would go to a party and we were friends there and whatever. And those people are amazing people. Like I love them all and they're amazing. Like it has, it's nothing to do with the people that I was really around. It's just like, I was not investing time into real genuine relationships and like friendships. So I was like doing all these things that I wanted to be doing for like uh, years. And then I was like the most miserable that I had ever been because I was the most like, just like unfulfilled. Like I feel like I wasn't really like even like tapping into like my purpose and like what I really actually like deep down care about. And I also just like wasn't investing into relationships. And I think that like people were made to connect. I think people were made for relationships. And I just think it's important. I'm not saying you have to have like 20 friends, but even just like one real good friendship is just really important. And I think also to have a friend, you have to be a friend. So often I get questions all the time from people who are like, hey, I don't know how to, like, I don't know how to make friends. Like, I have no one. I feel like I'm so isolated and everything. And I think the best way to make a friend is to just be a friend, even if that may sound cheesy or whatever. I think you can't expect someone to even really know that that's what you want. I think you have to start at being a friend to someone else. I think it's really easy to sit there and like have a pity party and be like, oh my gosh, like no one invites me anywhere. No one likes me. Like they're so clicky. And it's like, okay, but have you ever reached out to any single person in that quote unquote click and like ask them to hang out or ask them to do anything? Or have you planned anything? Like, have you invited them to anything? Because the exact same thing that you're complaining about right now, they could be complaining about the same thing with you, you know? So I think a lot of it is just like a lack of communication and people are just so like, oh, whoa, me, my life sucks, you know? And it's like, I think you just have to kind of get up and like make a move at times, you know? I think rest too. I asked you guys in the Facebook group what you really wanted to talk about. And a lot of you said that you just feel really guilty when you rest and how like, yeah, just basically feeling guilty when you rest. And I think I struggled with this for a very long time. And I would always feel, even if I was vlogging, I'm like, well, like I'm not doing anything today. Like, well, they think I'm lazy. Like just things like that. Like it was just so stupid. And I think like rest is such a good thing. I think rest refuels you. My director, something that I've really learned from him, he always talks about how you don't want to be living for the weekend. Like you don't want to be living for the weekend because you need rest or because you're like, tired and burnt out, but you want to be living like from rest to rest. So it's like, I've already rested and I'm prepared to come into this week and I'm prepared to kind of like work as hard as I can and do all the things that I really want to do. But like, I'm still going to prioritize rest. So because I am rested, I'm able to do this in a really healthy manner in the best way possible. I'm able to give you the best work. I'm able to like be the best person for myself and my friends and my family. And then like, again, you rest so you can do it again and you can recharge and refuel rather than kind of only being able to give it like 50% and like just feeling like you're going to die and feeling so unmotivated and burnt out and waiting for the weekend. I think it's so important to just take time. Like newsflash, like you are always going to have something that you could be doing. That is a hard lesson I've had to learn, especially working for myself. Like 
I can always be doing something, whether that's emails, editing a video, like reaching out to someone, taking a call, like whatever, planning a podcast episode, reaching out to guests, like my Google calendar, whatever. Like I can always be doing something. But the thing that has helped me the most is just taking like a day off. The past few weekends, I've had like really chill Saturdays that have been really laid back. And it's honestly just like me and my boyfriend really doing nothing. And one, it's been like the best time ever. And two, I've seen such a shift in like my work and just myself. And this wasn't even honestly that intentional, which is kind of gonna, you'll hear what I have to say in a second, which is kind of ironic. But like, we just started being like, we have really full days Sundays. Like I'm at church all day. So we just started like Saturdays are just really chill and really relaxed and they're so fun. And I feel so refueled and refreshed and ready for the week ahead of me. I think also the difference between like rest and laziness is that rest is intentional. So while I didn't really realize that's what I was doing, like that is what I was doing. So I think instead of just sitting there and I think you have to do one, I think it's intentional too. I think you do what refuels you like rest leaves you feeling refreshed and laziness typically just leaves you feeling more tired and lazy so for some people rest can be netflix because they'll feel more recharged after that for me i just feel like more tired after just laying around and watching netflix like i'll go read a book or i'll go to malibu like i've mentioned a hundred times or i'll go just like to a massage that squeeze one of my favorite places like even I mean it doesn't have to be like expensive you don't have to spend money on this like go on a walk going on walks really helps me just things like that honestly just like having like a lazy day like a chill day with like my boyfriend or my friends or whatever like that's what refuels me so the difference between like being lazy and rest is that rest like refuels you and laziness typically just makes you more sluggish and more tired and it's just really important I think people always talk about self-care and I, I think self-care for some people and at sometimes can be a bubble bath, but I think self-care can also be like dealing with like your trauma that you've dealt with in your life, like going to therapy, having hard conversations that you need to have that, you know, will make your life better. Like sometimes self-care does not look like a cute Instagram photo. I think self-care can look like just taking care of yourself and just making the steps taking the steps that you need to in order to like better your life and better your relationships. And that's not always a bubble bath. Like again, like therapy, counseling is so important. That's so amazing. If you feel like that's something you need to do, working out is self-care, like taking care of your body, eating healthy is self-care, having the hard conversation with your friend or your best friend or your boss or whoever like that is, those are all forms of self-care. I think we really box in ourselves with self-care and think that it's like a bubble bath and the wonder why we don't feel amazing the next day. And I think it's because it's just not always what it looks like, you know, but that is my episode on just like anti-hustle culture, how I feel about it. I think at the end of the day, like the biggest takeaway from this, what's personally helped me and I would love to hear what's helped you guys or things you struggle with with this is prioritizing rest and really making that so important. Like it's equally as important to me as work is because I know that my work is not going to be well. Like my work is not going to be well if my rest is not wait, what is the word I'm looking for? My work is not going to be great unless my rest is great. And I know that. So in some weird way at the beginning, I had to like program my mind to think like, oh, this is like something that's going to benefit work. And so I started doing it kind of maybe with the wrong intentions. And now I just know how it makes me feel. And I know how much better I am as a person, like a human being overall, essentially. So now I don't even think that way anymore, which is kind of crazy. And then also it's just like, be where you are when you're there. So if you're working, work. If you're with your friends, be with your friends. If you're with your family, be with your family. Don't be striving. Don't kind of overcomplicate things. Don't hold on too tightly to anything. Give things room to breathe. 
like give yourself room to kind of change your mind and also just kind of understand that like balance is not a thing completely I think you know I think there's always ways to like have better quote-unquote balance but I think more than anything balance is really just you need to reprioritize things and you know you're gonna always have like balance is interesting to me because you think it's gonna be like every area of your life is perfectly balanced to the other when that's just not the case like sometimes like when you're younger and you're 20s and you're not married without kids like your career is gonna like make more sense like that's gonna be like your bigger priority does that make sense so anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it's been very highly requested something i'm very passionate about anyways if you guys haven't already join the secret facebook group i would love to hear from you guys we can talk more about this or talk about literally anything we're always in there it's such a good time and also there's the i love you so much instagram i've been posting to it a ton or my friend and i've been posting a ton it's so great love that account Love you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys next week.